Welcome to Mumbo Jumbo. I am your only host, Kurt Krober. Um, with me is a Seven Up drinker uh, uh, slash uh, uh, assistant editor of um, <laughs> documentation, Tex Gresham. Uh, I thought you were gonna go like way back and be like assistant editor of, and then name that magazine we both work for. Oh, um, dumb fuck old man weekly. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it should. Yeah. Well, that's. I feel like that's what that's what most of those old older uh, literary magazines should be. We called. worked for the Iowa. But, Review. I'm sorry. We worked for the Iowa Iowa Review. Yeah, we did. We worked for the Iowa Review. Uh, and we uh, the we, Iowa review of we never read anything. We never read anything. No, we just uh, pick things based on bio. Yeah, we did. If your bio uh, had good credits, we accepted you. And if your bio didn't have enough credits, we yours is an automatic rejection. Automatic. Um, this is Mumbo Jumbo, a podcast about the postmodern, the surreal, the psychedelic. What's the season we're doing this uh, season? Text. Let our readers, let our listeners know what what, what we're doing right now. This season uh, is uh, movies about movies, uh, movies about movie making or movies that are about movies uh, about uh, movies. And and, and uh, which film are we covering today? We are covering the um, what? 19 what? 92. 92. Michael, would you you say Haneke? Hanukkah. <laughs> no. <laughs> That is, is it, what that is what me and my friends all said in college. Hanuk, Hanukkah. Hanukkah. I, I know that that sounds a lot like Hanukkah. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, Benny's video. Benny's video. Look at the stain on the side of the mug. It looks like a long penis. It does. Tom is uh, drinking uh, coffee out of a Nicolas Cage. You're my national treasure mug. And there is a coffee stain that does look like a bell end. Uh, <laughs> With a but pretty so, long shaft attached to it. <laughs> uh, but so before we get into Benny's video, let me ask you, Tom. Yeah. Next, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Treasure of the Sierra Madre. Uh, what have you been watching lately? What other movies have you been watching? Um, I watched Die Hard with a Vengeance. Which one's that? That is the one with Samuel L. Jackson where they're running through New York. I know. <laughs> oh. I mean, what do you think? I didn't know which one Die Hard with the Vengeance is. Well, what oh, would you ask? One, it's the one at the airport. Oh, let me let me just. Hey, you ready for a great joke? Which movie is that? Oh, the one at the airport. It's Airplane. <laughs> no, Die Hard with a Vengeance. Uh, so that's. Uh, I think that's. I, I I'm. I don't know if I'm in the minority here, but I think that's the superior of the Die Hard films. Would you say it's a Christmas movie? With a vengeance, no. <laughs> um, but I think they did a huge disservice by not bringing Samuel L. Jackson back into any of the Die Hard films. Maybe they didn't because those movies already blow. Uh, the the fourth and the fifth Die Hard and the commercial Die Hard with a battery, um, <laughs> which does yeah. But the fourth one, Live Free or Die Hard, the, the PG-13 version is terrible, but it, the, the, the unrated version that they shot on the side out, away from the studio, like behind the studio's back and released it on DVD, is not a Die Hard movie, but as an action movie starring Bruce Willis is really good. I mean, that's the thing is it's not a Die Hard movie, an action movie starring Bruce Willis. Yeah. And if anything, maybe it's the last good one. 
the last yeah, like acceptable one. Acceptable one. Yeah, I watched I watched the other one, um Good Day to Die Hard or whatever that has Wait, like, is there another one? Yeah, there's Live Fear, Die Hard, and then there's Die Hard Five. I didn't even a good know Good Day there to Die, die Hard. Five. And then there's yeah. the TV commercial. The TV commercial. Yeah, Live Fear, uh, Good Day to Die Hard is I think they're in Russia. Uh and and he like meets his son and they fight together. And it's just absolutely terrible. I saw it on a flight and I was like looking out the window more entertained by what was out the window than and flights are uh, a surefire way to get your attention. It's like Mm -hmm. if you don't like a movie on a flight, you're never going to like it. Yeah. Except one time I did watch United 93 on a flight and it just didn't feel good. I watched flight on a flight. (laughs) And I turned it on right as the plane crash scene was going on. And I was like, who? program this i definitely did not watch united 93 i cannot believe that someone programmed flight yeah i know it was, it was terrible um, i watched high anxiety on a flight the mel, mel brooks, brooks movie yeah and there's a scene where someone sneaks a gun through airport security <laughs> <laughs> and i remember like looking around being like am i the only one watching this that's great it was like for some reason they had old movies programmed which is even weirder that it was like no one vetted that mm-hmm Hmm. Yeah. Uh, oh, I watched Saint Maud. Saint Maud. I watched it too. Yeah. What a fantastic movie. Big old treasure. Absolutely. You Top said it's little fucking sexy little number. Oh yeah, it's so good. Uh, you said it's going to get buried under Plex or uh, e- epics. Epics. Shh, and... shh, don't don't name drop Plex. Don't do it. Oh yeah, yeah. You, you, it's going to get buried on on epics, and it will. It'll get buried, and that's sad because it's like, it's it's up there with you know, um, all the other A twenty four horror movies. I think it's it's uh, unique in that it is unlike the other A twenty four A twenty four horror movies, which I tend to like. There, I think there's a solid argument against all of them. Like, I think that people will be like, oh, I don't like the ending of Hereditary. And I'm like, you're dumb, but whatever, right? Yeah, right. Or they're like, totally, Midsummer doesn't work for me. And I'm like, you're a fucking fool, but sure, fine. Yeah, and yeah, then yeah. it's like, oh, the witch is boring. And that's my take. So I agree with it. But I don't think that there's a single person that enjoys horror that won't like St. Maud. It just is like, I mean, comparing it to this movie is a little unfair for people that haven't seen it, but it feels like a Rosemary's Baby level classic to me. <laughs> I think so. I think it's a classic for sure. I think it's like the more people see it, I yeah, I do think that this is a gem. This is a it's classic. Like indisputable horror. Yeah, and like indisputably great, like yeah. solid. Like there's not a missed note in it. Yeah, um, yeah it hits. It hits everything. It's funny because um, I've got a box coming to you uh, uh, with with some new books and some of your books. But I get when I order stuff from A twenty four, I get um, they give me car- they give me cards, right? And I have like this one for uh, the Green Knight, right? Green Knight, you're you're getting this in the mail. Tight. Um, I've got a Minari one, and a while ago w- when I ordered. Uh, some zines from them. Uh, they sent me a card of a woman on the ground covering her face. And I was like, what is this for? I had no idea. And I watched St. Maud and it's there. And I've had a St. Maud A24 lobby card for like a year. Is it Maud or is it the woman with cancer? No, it's Maud. 
She's so good. And so is the woman she's taking care of. Yeah. Every, yeah. Yeah. It's just like, I can't wait for people to start seeing it. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. And the ending is just top tier. You can't beat that ending. No. What else you've been watching? Um, I watched the, uh, I watched a lot this weekend because it was a big like release, uh, release window. Yeah. So I guess I'll, I'll I'll talk about uh, three things I watched. Um, I watched the Netflix documentary on the Hotel Cecil. Okay. Do you know about this? No. So I lived in LA when this happened and it was fucking so weird. And I was like glad to watch the documentary. But there's this like footage of this like truly disturbed woman in an elevator. And then 10 days later, they found her in the water tank uh, at the top of the Cecil Hotel in downtown Los Angeles. And uh, the video looked like like the elevator doors wouldn't close and she's making like these weird hand movements and it looks like ghosts or something. And it's like this true crime series that kind of like deals with like what actually happened. Yeah. Uh, um, it's like a pretty basic true crime documentary. Yeah. And I think it kind of glosses over the ideas that it could be ghosts uh, <laughs> for, you know, the Cecil hotel has like a history of like murders and suicide. Like Richard Ramirez lived there for a while. Um, that, hotel season of american horror stories based on it mm. uh these like the soska sisters you know those two filmmakers the soska sisters they, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. rabid by cronenberg they yeah. performed an exorcism of the building like okay. it's like it's like as haunted of a place as like it can get right um and you know they kind of come up with like a logical explanation but uh i still want to believe that it's ghosts yeah uh and i'm, I'm kind of a true crime fan uh i also watched uh Two new horror releases. Mm-hmm. I watched Psycho Gorman, yeah. uh, which I think is uh, I w- I watched it going, God damn, man, this is like a unique ass comedic voice. I'm excited to see what this filmmaker does next. Yeah. Only to realize it's also the filmmaker of The Void. <laughs> which oh, tells really? me, yeah, which tells me that this guy is a fucking G. And that yeah. he's got a long history in front of him. And I want every action figure of everything in Psycho Gorman. Yeah. I want the whole action figure collection. Um, and once you finish, you, you haven't finished the movie, right? You just no, I it. have not. I, I just um, watched it. Once you watch it, you'll see all of the creatures in it. And uh, I, want the, I want the toys. Um, I also watched Willy's Wonderland. Uh, thanks to you. Because uh, you rented it and then gave me your login. Because fuck the man. And that movie is not worth twenty dollars, uh, but I'll let you find that out on your own. Yeah, I'm ex- I'm excited, but I'm not as excited as I was before you said what you said. It's it's also great. Yeah, it's like a great kind of mindless background. I just kind of resent it for literally stealing Five Nights at Freddy's. Right. Okay. It's like, yeah, there's been the there's the Banana Splits movie that also steals Five Nights at Freddy's. It just feels weird. I guess it's because Five Nights at Freddy's probably doesn't have the rights to Chuck E. Cheese. So everything's kind of off the table with regards to like yeah. legal issues there. It just yeah. feels so weird to have someone come in and sneak it, sneak attack it like that. Yeah. Um, it feels like manipulative and douchey. And unfortunately, it doesn't lit like if it was the best movie ever. <laughs> Who cares? Right. Uh, I'm just, I just feel bad for the people in Five Nights at Friday's development going like, well, fuck. Yeah. But they, they didn't got, plan on making a movie, did they? I think so. Oh, did they? I mean, I don't know. 
I am not. I might. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, it, it, yeah. But there is def. There's clearly though a difference between Five Nights at Freddy's and and like Willy's Wonderland. Yeah, because because Five Nights at Freddy's is like, yeah, I don't know. It feels more like um, for eight year olds. Yeah, and and more like surveillance based, if that makes sense. Yeah, it like, does. I think that. You couldn't copyright it enough to steal it, but it's clearly inspired. Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, but also Five Nights and Freddy's is inspired by, you know, the urban legends of Chuck E. Cheese animatronics coming to life. So, you know, uh, I can also imagine Nick Cage being like, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, right. Who cares? You know? I, yeah. What? Yeah, this is cool. <laughs> yeah. They paid me more money than probably the budget of the movie. Yeah, probably. Yeah. But, you know, if you have a chance to get Nicolas Cage, like we've said, you get Nicolas Cage. You got Nicolas Cage. And you know what, man? He makes it. Yeah. This movie without Nicolas Cage is like. I mean, I watched the Banana Splits movie, which is sort of the same concept. It's yeah. a sci-fi original. And it's like, yeah. it was watchable, I guess. Yeah. But Nick Cage, like, really, ele- he really, really, truly does elevate this to at least a C-tier Nick Cage film. Yeah, which is like all you ever want. As long as all you don't want is D tier Nick Cage. Yeah, yeah. I really want to watch that new Nick Cage where he's the villain and he's almost like recreating the character from uh, Deadfall. Uh, oh, he's like got a wig and the nose and don't even know. It's yeah, it looks great. Um, I was gonna say when you were talking about haunted hotels, it's funny because like. LA is just full of like haunted places, right? Mm-hmm. It's got haunted hotels, and like this hotel is like, you know, all this legend of like serial killer living there and people dying and exorcisms and murders and all that stuff. And it's funny because when I was living in Austin, uh, there was the, the there was like two haunted places, and one of them, the most haunted place in Austin, was the Driscoll Hotel, and the 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 story out of the Driscoll, right? You're like, you know, the story out of, you know, these other hotels is like there was a triple murder in the top floor. The story out of the Driscoll Hotel, uh, the biggest story, not like the reason why it's haunted, but the biggest story is that Annie Lennox was there in the 80s, stayed the night there, and um, she couldn't decide on what to wear. And she asked herself out loud, which one, which one of these dresses am I going to wear? And she went and took a shower. When she came back in the room, one of the dresses was hung back up in her closet. And, and one of the dresses was only one dress was left. Uh, and it was like the ghost telling her what to wear. And she felt like uh, turned on and like, yeah, it was weird. I, uh, I, uh, that kind of reminds me of like the one, ghost story i have uh-huh uh uh when i was first when i was dating my when i was dating lauren probably like f- f- 10 years ago at this point mm-hmm. uh we got into bed and she she had like one of those like uh pull like a it's just like a light bulb and you pull the cord and it yeah. turns it off so i i pull it and i get into the bed and then uh about like 10 seconds later the light just like turns on turns itself on and i go hey lauren do you believe in ghosts and then after like a one beat count, the fucking light turns itself back off. 
Uh, mm-hmm. So I'm a believer, you know, it's yeah, like, sure. uh, just like me, me and Annie Lennox, you know, walking on broken glass. Is that her? Yeah. Walking on I know yeah. you like it when I sing. So I did. Yeah. Walking on, walking on. Well, I'm going to take the, the, I'm going to, when I get that, that little calculator music sequencer sampler thing, I'm going to take that audio clip of you singing that song from the last week's the week before that's podcast. The Weezer song. Yeah. Hey girl, I'm 55, but I still pretend I'm 22. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and I'm going to make that. <laughs> I'm also going to take cat sounds, but that's like one of my big gets is I'm going to take that and I'm going to make that a song. Cool. Uh, you should just do the version you sang because you it's a little less tone deaf. But uh, No, sir. You, that, I am literally doing note for note what you did. You even did the little like 22 at the end. <laughs> okay. Uh, so Benny's video. Let's talk about it. Let's get in on this. Is this your first time seeing this movie? It is. Yeah. Uh, it's not my first time seeing a Hanukkah, uh, but it is my first time seeing Benny's video. Um, yeah. What was your my, first? Oh yeah. Here we go. My Do friends it. were all obsessed with him in college. Yeah. And I think it's justified. I think that his films are interesting. Uh, yeah. But my first was funny games. Yep. Uh, have you seen funny games? Uh, both versions. He yeah. did the sequ- he did the remake, right? He did. Uh, I've seen the White Ribbon. Haven't seen that. Uh, it's unnerving, but it's like it, it's an unnerving that like contextually, it's like I know it's about a town in Austria that was um, like became pro Nazi in like a pre yeah. World War II scenario, but it's like left out of the movie. It's like a Hemingway thing where it's like, oh, contextually, this is way more interesting than it is like in execution. Yeah, um, right. And I've seen Piano Teacher, but that's like, I don't really fuck with horny movies. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, that's not true. I do. I do like Sex, Size, and Videotape. I think there are some horny movies I like, but it's like, what? Crash. I don't like Crash, but I also haven't seen Crash since I was like 12. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I feel like mostly like a month ago and it, it made me very uncomfortable, but I can't stop thinking about it. So, yeah. I mean, maybe the same with Pan Teacher now, now where I was like, just not at a point for, I don't know. Um, I, I, horny movies don't really do it for me. Maybe we'll, yeah, do a whole no. horn, maybe we'll do a whole horny movie season. Let's do it. Something by Russ Meyer. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. Is this your first time seeing Benjamin's video? Yeah, it sure is. Yeah, it's my first time seeing it. Uh, I've seen Funny Games. Uh, both versions I've seen Cache. Cache? Cache. Or Cash. Uh, cash, Cache. Cache Money Millionaires. As it's hidden as it's known in America. Um uh what else have I seen? I have seen I started watching The Castle the other day on Michael Sarah's recommendation. Your um, close personal friend. Yeah. He called me up and he was like, Bro, I heard that you you and Kurt are doing a podcast for uh Ben Benny's uh, Vidya. L- let me recommend the castle. No, it was on Criterion. Uh, it was he was in an interview saying the castle was his favorite film uh, of his, and um, so I started watching it. It was really good so far. Um, and I seen one other one. Um, is it one of the other two in the trilogy that is that Benny's video is the middle of? Uh, no, the the one that's. Um, 
76 seventh continent and 71 fragments of 71 fragments chance no i haven't seen those two but i would like to um yeah well so after watching benny's video Mm -hmm. about like halfway through the movie lauren came in and like finished it with me yeah uh i think that uh it's probably good that she missed the first half but she was she was really into the second half yeah um what was what was the tweet you sent off about about Benny's video, <laughs> he said Benny's video is the. Uh, there's no other, no better way to say I love you than spending a night on the couch watching Benny's video. Did you watch it last night? Was it Valentine's Day? No, I watched it uh, two nights ago. Okay. Uh, did V watch it with you? No. Okay. Uh, well, after but what? I will. I will tell you that V did not watch it with me. But when we first started dating. Uh, they asked me what uh, a good movie about surveillance was, and in- I recommended Cache. And so, before, like in the very, very beginning of us dating, uh, I had V watch Cache, and they were like, "The fuck is this movie?" Uh, after watching Benny's video, I put on Funny Games because uh-huh. <laughs> Lauren was like into it, and I was like, yeah. "All right, now's now's my shot, right?" Yeah, I try to like bide my time with when i throw show lauren really fucked up movies yeah yeah yeah. yeah. um lauren made it 20 minutes into Benny's into funny games before she went nope i'm out uh it was basically like the dog the dog murder part yeah Um, right and uh you know i get it i i I, and i was like it's better tap out now than like later and i think that something both movies do is like just kind of like keep tension brewing Mm -hmm. but We'll come back to that because I think it's basically the the crux of Benny's video in many ways. But did you know that Benny also plays the killer in Funny Games? I did. And the dad plays the dad in Funny Games. Yeah. The dad also plays the land surveyor in um, uh, the Franz Kafka, his adaptation of the castle, Kafka's The Castle. I mean, they're both great. Yeah. Uh, It's just, it almost feels like funny games is a sequel to benny's video like this is what happens to benny (laughs) yeah have you ever seen the lives of others no um he is the um stasi officer who is uh um hired to spy on a playwright communist playwright so he lives in the attic of this guy's house and listens in on all their all of his conversations. Um, it's a great movie, dude. It is a fantastic movie. But he plays like he plays the quote unquote villain of the movie, but he's the protagonist. Um, okay. And the dad from from oh Benny's video, and uh, he's at, he's phenomenal. It's like yeah, he's awesome. Well, sorry. No, I, I just don't know. I think that I, 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 I've been um, logging films I see on Letterboxd. Yeah. And uh, a bunch of like little mini reviews of this film kind of popped up on my radar. And uh, I don't like write reviews because I think that like Letterboxd is full of quippy assholes. And that would be mm-hmm. all I'd have to say is like a sentence. Yeah be like benny's video more like benny hill just kidding this was much worse than 
a guy looking at boobs. I don't, you know, it'd be like something terrible like that. And someone said that like, what the parents do is so much worse than what Benny does. And, you know, um, a quick summary of what this plot is about is Benny is a, like um, kind of a video hound mm-hmm. and he, he has a video of a pig being um, slaughtered mm-hmm. and he, he like watches it over and over again. He brings a kind of random girl home and he kills her with the same instrument they kill pigs with and that. And that, that, that happens about halfway through the movie. Uh, that he kind of confesses I, in a in a weird way to his parents. He shows them the video of him murdering the girl, mm-hmm. and then the parents cover it up. Um, and the mom takes him to Egypt, and the dad kind of handles the body, and that's all shown off screen. Yeah, um, and uh, maybe because I knew this movie was about like um, uh, uh, a a young teen murdering someone on camera that that sequence of him killing her wasn't the part that like gut wrenched me. Mm -hmm. Uh, But when this movie turns to being about the parents covering it up for their kid, it does get really kind of unsettling. I mean, it's, it's all unsettling. Yeah. Unsettling in what way when it gets to the parents? Uh, I don't, it becomes a point where I don't know what he's exploring anymore. (laughs) Yeah. Um, yeah, the, it's, it's kind of, it's, I wouldn't say that I, I, I was confused by what he was exploring, but I was like, um, I was like, is this, um, it felt in a contemporary way, you know, the, the idea of, you know, bourgeois parents, um, covering up, you know, knowing that they're, you know, say their son raped someone and covering up for it, you know, uh, and they can get Which away we've with seen it. a lot in movies. Yeah. But it also felt like um, it, it, it felt like to me uh, uh, these parents have no way to connect with their son. Right. And so they're like, this is how we get in. Uh, and it's like, cause there's a kind of like positiveness that, that flows through them when they're eating after it's all over, it almost feels like they're closer. They're happier a little bit, except the parents feel that way. The son doesn't, right? Well, the dad. I don't, I wouldn't say the mom. I don't know. She's like, she's kind of like, she's smiling when when she's, he was like, didn't you have to go to the store? And she's like, later, I'll go later. And it's like this almost like happiness, right? I view that as like a mask. Yeah. Okay. For, for him, right? Like that yeah. scene where she's crying in the hotel in Egypt, uh, she just like breaks down. It's yeah. like, um, and that, that I think that that mask was like, well, I have to keep a watch on you now. Yeah. Uh, I have to be here to make sure you don't murder someone before school. Um, but that is the thing that I will put on my face because you're my son and I will protect you. Yeah. Um, but it didn't seem happy. The dad kind of, it did feel like he connected to it, to him a little bit through it. A part of me wondered if the dad had like didn't have a problem with this because he was this he he maybe had done something like this when he was younger. Well, the, it almost felt like there's a scene where dad the dad asked like I just have one question for you and he's like why did you do it mm-hmm. and it almost felt like the dad was gonna ask what did it feel like yeah 
like tonally that scene felt like the dad was not like it almost feel like last minute he changed to the, the question, right? Like it's, Oh, it's not appropriate to ask what it felt like. I just need to know why he did it. Yeah. Right. Cause it's like, we've talked a bit about intrusive thoughts and, and, and you and I have collaborated on writing something about intrusive thoughts, you know? And I think that like, I'm not saying that I've had the thought of like, yeah, murder that person. Right. Yeah. Right. But you have fucked up thoughts all the time <laughs> and it takes, it's so easy not to act. On them. Yeah. You know, it's like, um, you know, I always like, I always joke about like, oh, wouldn't it be funny if I like slam that bowl of soup out of someone's hands? You know, it's I, like, yes, it's like, what's that? What's, I mean, the difference between those two things, except for the fact that there's a huge difference. Yeah. Right. Um, but it's like the dad's probably had those thoughts mm-hmm. of like, oh, I could just like murder this person. Right? Yeah. And then, right. didn't, and then didn't act on it. Right. So that is what separates true psychopaths from the deranged that the rest of us are right the ability to yeah the 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 ability to to not separate uh the fantasy from reality Um, and i I guess the reason why i'm like talking about this breakdown of like who's the more fucked up kind of energy in this mm -hmm. film is it benny or is it the parents is it's like at first, this film just clearly feels like it's Benny's story, right? It's like la da da, Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer. We follow him. He's the only character we have access to. But then as soon as he murders the girl, it does kind of pivot to stop being his story. Yeah. Um, and become this nuanced family character study. And it's like there isn't one standout in this movie. All three of them are incredibly interesting, nuanced characters. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I wouldn't know how to say he's incredible or she's incredible because they all have these like little moments that just like pull and hurt. And... Yeah. It feels very much like, um, yeah, it's all, it, it, it's all three of their, their, it's all three. Uh, the movie belongs to all three of them. That's what I'll yeah. say. The movie belongs to all three of them, and um, it doesn't ever feel like um, like yeah. It starts off more about him than it does about anyone else, but um, but then when it when it changes, it you know again it becomes uh, everyone's and. Uh, yeah, I think that that's I think that's why the movie was really interesting to me is that it's like um it shifted the shift. I like movies that shift at the halfway point. I'm always a fan of movies that shift at the halfway point. Um yeah, I don't know. I don't know where I was going with that thought. You're muted. You broke it. Can you hear me now? Yeah, were you were you were you talking that whole time? I muted it because I uh, desperately had to sneeze and I didn't have it. It didn't, oh. didn't come out. So I, I have sneeze Tourette's, so you don't really <laughs> want to hear me sneeze on mic. Um, okay. But uh, uh, I mean, we picked this movie. Yeah. Uh, and it's, and we're going to, we're going to live in it, but this is going to be one of the least funny episodes of the podcast because this isn't a funny movie. <laughs> Not uh, at all. It's uncomfortable. Um and we felt the pain of it, I'm sure, at many times. Uh, and I think that uh, 
I got someone, someone hit me in the DMS yesterday and asked me if I had a podcast and if they, we could get, if they could guest on it and you know, no offense to them because who listens to people's podcasts, but they didn't know that what the podcast was about. They just knew I had a podcast. <laughs> uh, and it was like, not uh, like it that doesn't work. Yeah. And it was like, we don't have guests on this show because we're talking about films that have kind of this, like it, they're what we pick. It has this like delinearity, right? We're yeah. not going through a filmmaker's oeuvre where we can be like, Hey, do you like, uh, Paul Thomas Anderson, come watch a Paul Thomas Anderson movie with us, right? right? We're like, now we're talking about movies about movies. And sure, I guess we could theoretically have guests pick, but like we've got we've got taste, baby. Um, <laughs> uh, and I think it's fun to like pick 10 movies that we either haven't seen or we want to see or we want to watch again. And I think that like <clears throat> I was excited at the idea of watching this film. I was excited while I was watching this film and I was excited to talk about it because at the end of the day, uh, sorry, listeners, but this is just an excuse for Tom and I to watch, watch movies. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and talk about them uh, mm-hmm. and it felt nice this one it felt like oh cool I probably wouldn't have watched Benny's video if I didn't have to discuss it for an hour with Tom <laughs> yeah well I had started Benny's video uh, sometime last year I watched I watched the first like 10 minutes of it and I went okay this is not the night to watch this and I stopped it I was like okay I know what kind of movie this is I know what I'm getting myself into uh, this is not the time and uh, I set it aside, but yeah, I'm, I'm definitely grateful to have had the opportunity now to have sit through Benny's video and actually enjoy it and watch it and not. And it's it. like, it's not nearly as painful as funny games. No, you know, it doesn't go to like the depths of the fucking human condition. It does. It does it in a much subtler way, but it's also five years earlier. Yeah, um, it doesn't. Yeah. The, the, Funny Games has, uh, we were talking about, like I think you said it, it's the re- not the non-release of tension for the entire film. Uh, there's not a single moment that releases tension throughout the whole movie of um, Funny Games. But Benny's video has ups and downs. You it know? does that in scenes. The scene where he murders her, where it's all shown on the camera. Yeah. And it's the stagnant shot and, and like they move out of frame and they move back into frame. Yeah. It, it, that it is that it's like, it's him practicing that skill that he'll pay off with funny games. Right. But it, but it does have that release. Once she's dead, she's dead. She's dead. Uh, she's dead. And that scene is very cool. And I, I mean, no, cool, whatever. It's very interesting. It's well-made. I love that it holds. I love that it doesn't show it. It shows it like through a camera. Yeah. Um, and it, it creates this like it does create this this tension that you're like, oh, I can't even really see it. But it, but there's also that there's also a release. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, interestingly, after he murders her, I feel like Benny has remorse. Yeah, which I mean, you know, which comes back at the end. Uh, I feel like when he uh, turns his parents in, when he turns his parents in. Because why do you do that? Do you do that? Now, see, this is like that, that might even be our moral optimism going. Yeah, he turns his parents in because he feels bad. But I feel like he's just turning his parents in so he can get rid of them. A part I don't of me- know. It's like, I guess that's what why I'm saying, like, I don't know what 
he's saying with this film. And I don't think that it needs to be this like reductive, like this is the thesis of my film. This is, these are the themes I'm working with. You yeah. Know? Right, but, right. But I feel like on some level, Benny's video is like antithetical to uh, the, the, the things that you and I talk about, like the Columbine shooting, right? How we're like, but video didn't cause that. Marilyn Manson didn't cause that. Sure, Marilyn Manson turned out to be a scumbag. But it's like, we know that Doom didn't cause Columbine, right? And it almost feels like the thesis of Benny's video is the Toxic Avenger did cause it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think, no, no. You know what I think? I, I, you know what I think he's saying? This, this is, I, I, I think he's saying that the Toxic Avenger did not cause it. Um, Doom didn't cause it. It is the absentee parenting and the reliance on media to raise a child that caused caused it. Uh, Benny Benny's obsession with with film with VHS tapes, and he's always got a TV on. He's always got music going. Right? It's like. His parents talk, don't talk to him, but what talks to him more is the TV and the music and media and all that stuff, right? Some kind of input. And so I feel like it's it's Hanukkah saying, uh, 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 raise your kids. Raise your kids, regardless of how bad you might think you be, you, you will be or you are in raising your kids. Um, Having a kid that grows up um, uh, on media and is uh, only knows things via tape or movies or anything like that doesn't have some kind of like connection and so can't see things as real, things like that. I, I, I don't think it's as reductive as that. I have some friends in my life who I feel like were, were raised in, in similar situations mm -hmm. as Benny. And uh, this movie gave me a lot of empathy for them. Yeah. It made me like, you know, his parents thought they were doing good by helping him, but it's like that they definitely fucking weren't. Yeah. Uh, and it's, so it's like this moment where it's like, we're all flawed, right? Like people yeah. don't know how to raise kids, so they don't do it. And then the moment they actually have to step up, they blow it. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, it's like, I know that my friends have resentment for their, their family and they still love them. Mm -hmm. uh, and it just kind of like, is this weird everything where, where nothing works. And it's just like, it's just a lot of bitterness and, and, you know, thankfully my friends haven't murdered people. I don't think, uh, but, uh, it, it, it they, 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 and I, I know they don't listen to this podcast, but it, it seems like those people do have a little bit more, um, trouble with human connection. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, I, I kind of have like, uh, you know, I've had resentment for my family and things like that. Um, uh, I think everyone does at some point, right? You have resentment, you have problems and things like that. But I can tell you right now that um, this movie is a great way to cure yourself of any resentment you might have towards your family. Yeah. Uh, I feel like at the end of this, I was like, hey, hey dad what's going on called him up how you doing what's what's good you know uh this is a very funny movie to call your dad after <laughs> i mean like i'm with you I, i'm just saying like 
I'm trying to yeah. find a joke in what we were doing. Well, here. he he he. I said, "What do you, what have you been doing?" And he, um, I don't know. I was going to say, I just got done watching Benny's video. Uh, <laughs> but I, I, you know, you he, fucking he, idiot. He listens to these, <laughs> so I'm going to say, "Dad, watch Benny's video." No, don't watch Benny's video. You won't like or, it. Thanks for not raising me like Benny. Yeah, thanks for not raising me like Benny. Thanks for giving me experiences that are outside of the VHS tape so that I do not m- murder someone and ha- make you cover it up for me. Um, I mean, this is a... Um, I know the answer to this question, but I want to hear your answer anyways. Uh, would you watch the movie that Benny makes? <laughs> uh, Killing the Girl? I guess. Um, let's let's look at all of that Benny shoots as a one movie. Okay, probably, be, but but because I wouldn't believe it's real, and because when I was in high school, I used to watch a lot of like real videos like that. You'd watch stuff. Uh, yeah, yeah. There I'm was surprised we didn't watch Eight Millimeter for the Nick Cage season. I that's that movie's. I there's a point in that movie where I'm like I'm done with this. Um, yeah, there was a website that had like death videos. And Did a, you watch and, uh, the Twilight Zone footage? Twilight Zone footage? Yeah, the Twilight Zone movie, the actor Vic Morrow dying. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen that. I've seen yeah, that. I've seen that too. Yeah. No, this is like this. These these were like legit things like people getting their heads cut off and things like that. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I'm scolding my dog without saying words right now. No. No, um, but yeah, yeah, uh, uh, weird stuff, you know, and and it's stuff that like I kind of regret watching. I don't know why I did, but so you know, forty-five-year-old Tom wouldn't watch it, but maybe nineteen-year-old Tom would. Uh, yeah, yeah, cool, yeah. Um, you know, sometimes I'll accidentally stumble onto videos that are like that, and I'll I'll watch them without realizing where it's going. And then when it gets to that point, I'll be like, why, why did I do that? You know, um, you sent me the new um, the music video for the on a hat point never song. The new the new uh, yeah. the single off is and there's uh, but the, like the top YouTube comment was like content warning. There's like actual death in this. Uh, and so I think I like hesitated uh, for a while. I eventually watched it and it's good. And I think that the content warning is like not for me. It's pretty a subtle death, but apparently there's like actual death in, in that video. Oh, uh, really? Where? Yeah. I, I, I don't know. Um, but I got the trigger warning, I think even before you sent me the link and I yeah. think I'd been avoiding it. And then when you sent it to me, I was like, all right, whatever. Um, and it's great. But, um, you know, it's like war footage, right? It's like you watch that shit. There's people dying. Yeah, it's weird. It's weird sometimes. Well, what? What? Um. Oh yeah, I think it's someone, someone burning to death. Yeah, or something. That, that sounds about right. Yeah, but like, um, um, yeah. Do you not? You're 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 not at all interested in uh, the stuff that Benny's into. You would not. How hard was it? Was it difficult for you to watch the, uh, um, beginning, the opening with the pig? Yeah, but it was it wasn't Cannibal Holocaust. Oh yeah, yeah, with the, which would have been a good pick for this season. Yeah, it would have, but I can't watch that movie. 
Yeah, I think that it's like I just don't have the stomach. I think Benny's video does a good job at like burying the 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 gristle of it of what it's doing. Like it, yeah. it wants you to be challenged by it, and I I guess it's more like uh, I'm viewing his his footage as a, as a real thing. Yeah, and I just don't have the stomach for it. Where it's just like, but I'd probably like skim through it. I feel like if that was all of a sudden this thing that like everybody was sharing, like, oh my God, he filmed it and uploaded it to YouTube. But I didn't watch the George Zimmerman video. You know, I just like, I know, I know what happens and it's really fucked up that a dude was, had his neck knelt on for eight minutes or whatever. But I, I don't have the stomach for like that kind of shit anymore. And I feel like when I was 17, I might've like curiously watched it and then like, pretended like I didn't like the Twilight Zone footage. Yeah. But uh, I I just don't see the benefit in, in, in watching that. Um, and I think that you're saying like, you'd have trouble believing it's real. I feel like in reality, you'd, you'd know it. You'd know it's real, right? This wouldn't be like you stumbled on trash humpers and been like, wait a second, are these old people really doing this stuff? Yeah. Uh, I think it would be like video released child murderer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then you'd watch it and go, oh, why did I do that? Yeah. Uh, I do think this was a good pick for the pod, though. I think that uh, this is a different kind of movie than we've experienced so far. Yeah, it's not so much about the making of a movie, but maybe it's about the the influence of movie. Of movie. The influence of movie. Well, it's like... the. You know, I I know I had a fucking Super 8 camera. I think you did too, right? Yeah. You were shooting in Super 8 in in the 90s. Uh, Yeah. And um, uh, we were two people who liked videotapes and took that and um, ran with it. And um, I wouldn't call video not a movie. (laughs) No, no, it's definitely not not a movie uh yeah it's definitely not not a movie um yeah yeah uh video you know um video is uh it's an important step i know i know spike jones you know gave a list of his top 10 favorite cameras of all time and three of them were video um well, he's a dude that was also like experimenting with camera. Yeah, and you know, skate. Yeah, skate stuff. Jackass. Is, yeah, but like, I mean, uh, if this were modern, you know, it wouldn't be shot on a camera; it'd be shot on a phone. Yeah, you know, uh, and um, but I and I would hate that so much more. A remake of this with it shot on phone? Not even a remake. I mean, I I know that we're touching a lot on remakes throughout this season on some level but it's like if this movie just were to come out today i feel like it's this unique thing to 1992 uh, i also watched the the true crime documentary on richard ramirez yeah and this weekend and it was just like in the 80s you could just murder people yeah <laughs> you could just do it it was like the golden age of serial killers. Right. And yeah. I feel like 92 is the tail end of that. <clears throat> and this is this unique moment where people probably were experimenting with snuff because they like, didn't know better. 
yeah. and now it's just like everything is filmed all of the fucking time <clears throat> and it's just it's so much less interesting to me as a now exploration than event exploration yeah there's nothing special about filming something now nothing special about filming something he was an outsider just because he filmed yeah and his like vhs sort of obsession his like constantly playing tapes and 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 i do think that that was yeah. loneliness right because there's like sure. he's also he seems kind of king shit at the school right like i feel like um, he is there's another version of this movie where it's like like it's the it's the columbine kids right yeah where it's like these people were outcasts and he's so weird of course this happened shows him getting beaten up or made fun of yeah and this dude just this kid just needed stimulation (laughs) and whether that is going to the concert or being with friends or like school yeah or videotape you know he's a person that that needed more attention than he was being given by his parents and that's how this manifested i can tell you that um you know, when I work, I put tapes on. I put not tapes on. I I put movies on in the background to listen to. Um, that's like my preferred way to work is to have a movie on in the background. Um, you know, yeah, when your I, work being um, a gardener. Yes. Um, when I lived on my own, I pretty much had a movie going twenty four seven. Yeah. I would just pick a new movie and just put it on. Right. So I totally understand movies as company and movies as comfort, you know, like that entertainment as comfort and company. Um, I, I always have a podcast or I always have music or I always have a movie. There's always some engagement. And if not, then maybe it's like I'm on Twitter, which is like a very active kind of thing. Right. Yeah. Uh, I like last Friday, I, I must've been listening to a podcast where they were talking about, or like um, a self-help, thing on youtube mm-hmm. where they were talking about silence and they were like just sit in silence for a period of time and yeah. they're like sit in silence for an hour so i remember i wrote on my like schedule to sit in silence for an hour and last friday i sat in silence for an hour uh and it at, it wasn't like ha- hard you know i wasn't like oh you can't do stuff yeah i was like i like picked up you know, I picked up a little bit and I like kind of just chill that I like refused to nap. Um, but it was a weird exercise and I, it felt good too. It felt like there should be space without stimulation. And it's, we live in a time where it's easier than fucking ever. Yeah. To never not have stimulation. Um, but you know, I'm not going to murder anyone. So it's kind of a good point. Well, I think that that I think Benny's video is the start of the identity of youth as being um, comforted by by media, right? The idea of being raised or 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 like connecting with something other than the self by by you know tapes or TV or something like that. And I think at the start, it was too. It maybe was too alienating or too jarring or too outside um but now it's like integrated into our lives um to a point where there's nothing odd about it um it's more odd to be without right sitting in silence is odder than is is odder than sitting in a room with a tv on and not watching it um well 
he, so like if he's 13 in 1992, right? Mm-hmm. It means this character was born in 79, which yeah. means he's the very, very tail end of Gen X and like proto millennial. Right. And you you and I are, are pretty firmly placed in the millennial category, right? We are um we are an in-betweener. We're zennials. Yeah, I mean we're zennials slash millennials, right? Like yeah. technically we're we're millennials, but there's like jet there are people there we're close to to zennial. Um yeah. and I think that like because of that, we are in a similar boat as this character of kind of like always being raised with 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 media being around. Yeah. Um, but I do think that like he is the last generation where there were people that weren't like him. <laughs> like everyone we know is kind of like him on some level, right? Yeah. Um, but if he's born in 79, that means he's 13 and 92. Like there were plenty of people in 92 that were spending their time mostly outside that weren't as obsessed with with media right he was outside the box at that point outside the box of of nor normal normalcy right yeah right okay um normalcy being whatever it is and it's like if anything this has become normal but the scenario that that he grew up in people fight against it, but it it, it, like, it's a bit inescapable. Um, The, the technology was all pretty proto at this point. Um, So he was like an, an an early adopter rather by the time we were 13, this was just like every day, every day, the high camera wasn't as expensive, you know? No. Did you have, uh, did you have a TV in your room growing up? By that stage? Yeah. But not really before that. Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, yeah, I think I had one. I'm trying to remember. It was around this time. Yeah. Maybe I was like 14 or 15. I was probably, yeah, I was probably 10 or 11. Maybe 10 or 11, maybe. What did you have? Did you have like um, a VCR? Did you have like cable in your TV? Uh, no, I don't think I had cable, but I had, I didn't have cable in my room till later, but I had a VCR in my room. Yeah, I had a VCR and a TV. I had a TV VCR combo in my room. That's what I had. Um, so, uh, yeah, I would, I, and I had a growing collection of tapes. You know, at 13, I'm sure you were watching Toxic Avenger. I was. No, I didn't watch that until later. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I definitely was. I like um I wrote this movie probably when I was like 14 with my sister that we were like gonna make, and it was like super trauma inspired. Um, I think it was about a guy who killed because he watched trauma movies. Like oh, okay. So so simple. And then like yeah, we cast my friend and we were gonna make it, even though we had like, no fucking clue doing yeah uh and then his mom must have read it and she like killed the project she was like no yeah <laughs> absolutely not uh and it was like you know i feel like a lot of for a lot of people channeling blood into art isn't like an outlet against not murdering but it is like 
it is a stepping stone, right? A lot of people at that age are like, okay, I can do this rather yeah. than um, anything else. Cause it's like, you don't understand anything when you're 13, yeah, right? right? But you can, you can mimic this. Which I think is how I was. It wasn't, it wasn't toxic Avenger. It was, uh, it was cannibal the musical. Yeah. Which is ultimately the same. It's trauma release. So it's the same, it's the same energy of, of, Look at how absurd violence is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Look at how absurd violence is. And yeah, we, we would, we would try and recreate like scenes from it and stuff like that. Well, My mom like has never liked horror movies. But my dad always has. And like, she's so scared by the purge. Uh-huh. She's like, the purge is going to cause people to instill violence. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. it's like, nah, ma, like the people that watch the purge are like way past that shit. They're yeah, the people who watch the purge and like it and want to see it are like good, like they understand it's a goof. Yeah, it's like they've worked out all this shit by this point, right? Like, yeah, the movies have been the release. Mm -hmm. Uh, it's the people that that aren't allowed to watch the purge or like haven't experienced like seeing violence be cheesy on camera that like are the true psychopaths, yeah, (laughs) or have the potential to be, or that have like. Um, saw uh, posters in, in their room and stuff like that. Saw is my favorite horror hey. movie. The Saw series, you know. Your mic's uh, not working. I think I'm not judging on that one, but uh, um, yeah. But yeah, did it little... get what I was saying or not? Nah? No, I did it get what I was saying about Saw. It definitely did. So you wanted to start with that? Yeah. Okay. So. I was saying like people who go, uh, you know, see saw and that's like saws their first horror movie. And they're like, they become obsessed. They're like saws the best horror movie series of all time. And they have all the saw posters. I'm not judging people who like saw or anything like that, but I think that that is like an unfun representation of like gory, like gruesomeness and that to find comfort in saw there's like, yeah, I think there's, I think there's a clear line between finding comfort in the horror and gore of Saw and finding comfort in the horror and gore of The Purge, you know? Yeah, it's like one is brutal and the other one is like, people are already brutal. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Violence in horror movies is, is, is weird and I feel like this movie is grappling with that. I love that he chose Toxic Avenger as the film that he watches. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, no one is more twisted than this fucking guy. Uh, so it feels like if he was making a statement about media being bad for violence, when he went and made funny games, it was literally like, you didn't learn your fucking lesson. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know how many people Monica Hanik or Hanik is um, affect is like affecting, right? It's like it's an echo chain. I mean, maybe in Austria that he's he's like talking about no that he's like changing the mind of. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. he's definitely not he's not no i don't think very many americans first are going to watch his movies and number two are going to go yes i understand what you're saying thank you we appreciate your business you know um yeah i just don't i don't think that's gonna happen 
Um, uh, how many movies do you rate this out of movies? I liked it a lot. Uh, I'd probably give it about. That's not the question I asked. Seven and a half, maybe eight movies. Seven and a half, maybe eight. Yeah. I'd buy it. You know, if I if it was on like, you know, Criterion Blu-ray or something like that, I'd buy it. How many uh, tapes out of tapes would you would you rate it? Probably uh, eight tapes out of out of ten tapes. Yeah. Okay. Like seven movies out of movies, and then eight tapes out of tapes. Yeah. What What would you rate it as movies, and then for as tapes? It's definitely the tapes is higher. Yeah. Let's say like eight and a half tapes and like seven, six and a half. Movies. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's great. It's just like um, a lot has come since this that I think tackles it just as well. Yeah. Like I haven't seen, we need to talk about Kevin, but I feel like it, I, I feel like it would have sort of a same impact. It, yeah. It, um, yeah. I haven't watched Man Bites Dog again since I was like 12 or 13, but I feel like it's got a pretty similar impact. Yeah. Um, and I think that this is one in, in, a, in a long line of, of um, movies that kind of make this statement. And this is just as good, but funny games be still my heart. You know, it's like yeah, right. uh, every idea he was going for, I think he, he, he radically improved on five years later. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, there is a box set on, on, on eBay, 40, four movies, 50 bucks, free shipping, brand new. Uh, I guess it's from, it's like a Korean thing, but it's in English and all that stuff. But it's got Funny Games, Benny's Videos, Seventh Continent, and 71 Fragments. So the trilogy and Funny, and funny games. games. Yeah. And I'm like, that's, that's, that's pretty good. I mean, I have, you know, I have, they're all available to me right now, but I mean, if there's something looking, about a box set, something about a box set, my friend, you get to look at it. You go, Ooh, that that's a box. That's and holding. that's the goal with this podcast is that we want to be able to release 10 disc box sets based on the seasons we pick. <laughs> Actually, I guess 11, because we have um, double features in every season so far. Yes. We're gonna, yeah, we're gonna release them as the mumbo jumbo movie box set. We're gonna get permission for each movie that we talk about and put them together. Mm-hmm. Yes, the MBMB so, Mumbi, mumbo jumbo movie box. Mum, bum, bum, bum. So the mum, bum, bunghole. <laughs> since we're nearing, since we're nearing the end of the podcast today, uh, I'm gonna come back to something that we didn't do the last three weeks, but we did one week, and it was funny. And it got, it got, it got a good, good chuckle out of me. Um, I think, you know, where we're going with this. Yeah. I'm pulling up my uh, Twitter drafts now. Right. Top unsent tweet. What is your top unsent tweet? I think I have to look at my drafts on my phone. Give me a sec. I've got mine and it, you've already read it. I just haven't, I haven't had, I haven't had the guts to send it. Okay. What is it? Um, uh, where is it? Uh, what the hell is that? Um, oh, uh, most recent text. Have a good day. And by good day, I really mean go fuck yourself in the most violent way you can. Yeah, it's rude. Yeah. But my grandma's been getting on my nerves lately. No, I'm right. kidding. No, I'm kidding. Both my grandmas are dead. <laughs> 
twisted dude straight benny's video shit yeah um, and i just don't think it's gonna hit well uh i think it's a little i think it's a little long to be to be honest yeah it's a little long and it's more it's it's you know it's like the it's like the joke um it's it's more spoken you know it's like the joke of like sir uh, this is an arby's yeah the the you know uh well they said they (laughs) my grandma died last night uh in her sleep they said it was they, they said it was peaceful but when they did an autopsy they found out that she died during the autopsy Oh, yeah. Um, this is what I have. I, I didn't, this isn't in my drafts, but I did text my friend Joaquin and ask him if I should tweet this. Uh, and he said, yes, why not? But I don't think I should. Uh, okay. So it's one of those ones where you have the hand clap between everyone. <laughs> okay. So cast a blind person as daredevil. <laughs> Cast I mean, person as Daredevil. Why not? <laughs> no, that that actually be pretty bad. I think it is bad because um, how would they it's, choreograph? It's fights? making fun of something that I agree with. <laughs> no, I wouldn't say it's making fun of because, it, like, you're not. You are literally saying cast a blind person as Daredevil. That would be yes. awesome. Yeah, but. Um, uh, how would they choreograph fights? Right. Uh, I mean, I'm sure they could do it. Yeah. I'm sure there are blind fucking fighters. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) Real quick before we go there, there is a, uh, there's a video uh, of one of Trump's defense lawyers um, stealing coasters from the Senate floor. He, he stacks three coasters on, uh, and, and, pockets them weird and james mangold uh, retweeted it quote tweeted it and said note to screenwriters character is always on display whether uh in big things or little ones um and uh i agree with that yeah but this is a this has been staunchly known as an anti-james mangold podcast yeah so i don't want you to start turning in his favor now no i think that's a i think it's a smart choice uh Yes, that that if you had a character, uh, a defense lawyer who was stealing the coasters from the courtroom, I think that's funny, and I think that that's a great character detail. But James Mangold is a trash director, and I hope he rots in hell. Uh, so that that'll do it for this week's episode of Jumbo Humbo. I am your uh, o- one, the only host on this show, and sometimes I left after the uh, the uncomfortable awkwardness of saying that James Mangle should rot in hell. What has he ever done? Like fucking t- tweeted at you? <laughs> no, he didn't. Uh, anyway. I love that. That's the worst thing I could think of. Yeah, you and really I really do live your in a fucked face up time. Trying to get that through was like, what's the worst he ever done? you you turned red i had had a stroke (laughs) tear tears tears in a bit bit. what what did he do bruce willis yeah uh look i just want to i just want okay anyway so uh that'll do it for this week's episode thank you for listening the movie that we we talked about this whole time. If you just fast forwarded to the end to give us a play, like I know some of you do, uh, was Benny's video. Benjamin's video cassette tape. Uh, by Michael Haneke. Uh, 
Haneke. But so next week, what are we doing? Last action hero. No way. Yeah, movie that I haven't seen since I was probably 12. God, since I, I was ben- Benjamin's age. I love that movie. My dad took me to see that movie. And we went to Fuddruckers right before. And I got a, a, a daiquiri, with a non-alcoholic daiquiri. I got, I made my burger so disgustingly slopped with cheese, the squirty cheese and onions and stuff. And I ate it. And halfway through the movie, I... I was like, oh, oh, and my dad been down and he was like, what's wrong? What's going on with you? And I was like, I, I couldn't talk. And he was like, what's going on? I'm trying to whisper in the movie, what's going on right in my face? And I screamed at the top of my lungs, I'm going to be sick and your breath smells like poo poo. And, uh, and he like grabbed me and ran me out of the theater. We were in the front row. So he had to run past everyone. Uh, and then I went and threw up like about 800 pounds of of stuff and missed the rest of the movie before we meet again next monday to record that can you please adapt that into a short story yeah all right cool but anyway all right good stuff uh you can follow kurt on twitter at blah 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 you can follow text on twitter at blah 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 you can buy texas book hex texas at uh, bookshop.org and uh you can buy Kurt's book uh, very, August. very soon in August, but keep an eye out for it. Uh, I, I got to see some sneak pre- previews of it, and it is great. Uh, well, it's been a pleasure, and uh, don't kill anyone this week. All right.